It is Wednesday. It's hump day. It's hump day. You sounded a little uh, hesitant of what day it was, David. <laughs> <laughs> it is Wednesday. You know, you're, you and I are so close that you can pick up little intonations. I was, I was toying with the idea of going back to my old habits but I don't want to. I was going to go, it's Wednesday. Oh, it's Wednesday. But you did yep. sneak in the, it's hump day. Yeah. But we yep. didn't get the, <laughs> what day is it? See how I snuck that in. So. <laughs> I just can't hate that. I just can't. <laughs> Stupid commercial. <laughs> oh, it is inspiration today. It's Wednesday. Let's dig in. Everyone is drinking the Kool-Aid on first impressions when it's clear that final impressions are most important. So frustrating to me. So frustrating to me. I mean, literally companies that I compete with have programs so appropriately titled and without any creativity, first first impressions impressions program. (laughs) Yeah. And they, they spend so much money and time and training and preoccupying the thought and the psyche of the personnel that the first impression is the most important. And I'm like, you guys are idiots. You're missing the ball, spending billions of dollars to spruce up the entryway while the rest of the, the, <laughs> the facility is a carcass, right? Yeah. It, I've, I've, I've seen it done and it's, it's to hook that person. And yeah, sure. You can easily lure or hook someone into anything right at first impression. Um, even in a romantic relationship, a business deal, an investment, a lifestyle, whatever it is. But at the end of the experience, it means Zippo if (laughs) it all falls short of the promise or the expectation that you set out there. Which is like the crux of it. Like that's what we need from people. Exactly. I, I remember someone in my life once saying that she was leery of a romantic interest if they boasted about their sexual prowess. It was more than likely that they weren't that good in bed if you have to be pounding your chest like, yeah, baby, I'm the best. And then I'm sure it was from her experience, the, the yeah, baby, I'm the best. And then you get in the bed and you're like, oh, not the best. <laughs> <laughs> but you experienced it. You found out. You found the truth. And then you were able to move on. Right? Right. Right. Well, and there's two great points in that. It's okay. I found out the hard way that 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 was a that was a a good sales pitch. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was my first impression. They hooked me, and I I fell for it. But then now I'm over that. It's clear that it wasn't true. I'm now a little bit wiser, and and she was dare I say jaded, which is sad. But that's that's what we get when we get that that bait and switch, right? And then the lesson there is. She walked away with a lasting impression. What was the lasting impression? The lasting impression was he was terrible in bed. Right. <laughs> right? So there you spend all this money on the first impression, but the lasting impression is god-awful. And, and I have to say... Yeah, and that's what sticks with you. Exactly. That's what sticks with you. And given the American psyche, which is constantly to focus on talking shit, I have to say that as much as I despise this company, Yelp totally figured it out. They knew that the American psyche is to talk shit. So they they start this company that literally means a small cry for help because (laughs) you – I mean, look up the term Yelp. They didn't disguise it, right? They figured it out. We effectively 
fail by focusing on the front end and not on the back end. And you see this on Yelp. Everybody that loves to talk shit seems to gravitate towards Yelp. And that's where it's dangerous to focus so much on the front end. I want people to leave my community, for instance, saying, oh, my God, that was a great experience. I want that very final experience to be the, the, the part that I focus in on. And it's crazy how businesses or people in general in their romantic lives or whatever totally disobey that, that, that cardinal rule. It's, it's, it's basic to me. It's, it's you know, over-deliver uh, rather than under-deliver. And, and if you do, you'll be golden. Okay, so where is this inspiration coming from? This is amazing. Are you ready for this? Because you know, you know it takes a lot to impress me as an employer, as a CEO, and because of the generation that I'm constantly trying to court to come through my doors, it's it's constantly one disappointment after the next. So this comes from, and I, again, I don't want to indict an entire generation, but <laughs> I have to say there are issues with etiquette. And when I get a, a flood of candidates in my inbox that want to work for me, they are completely unprepared, incredibly unprepared. You can ask any hiring manager, do they ever get that post-interview thank you letter. And in the old days, it was handwritten and you sent it in by mail. Then it was faxed and now it's emailed. And while that's still to me, like just phoning it in, yeah. that's not even happening. That's not even happening. That's not even happening. And you know what? I've realized when candidates come in for a job position, this is what I, this is what I took note on the other day, that they look like their mothers made them get ready, <laughs> come in for this interview, and then that's all they have to do. It's like arms folded, head down in phone, waiting for them to for their name to be called, and just check it off. Like, okay, my mom's making me be here. Yeah, I don't even want to be here. Okay, thank you, bye. Exactly. And you know, you know that I have a, just three questions that I ask candidates, right? Mm-hmm. What they don't know is all the stuff that's going on around them are small tests. So I'll I'll have them sit in the lobby yes. where there's seniors and if like for instance I'm I'm trying to hire an activities director, right? If a senior is sitting next to them in the lobby and they don't even engage with them, dude, don't even bother coming into the conference room. Yep. You you've already just I'm I'm already I'm starting to write the decline letter. Exactly. <laughs> no thank you, but no thank you. It's that is like the best way to see how a candidate is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the proof is in the pudding. You can talk a good game, but if you're sitting right next to an elder and and you're interviewing for a job that's interacting with elders and you don't <laughs> interact with them, you just done fucked up, son. <laughs> I know. But I got I got to say, so a candidate came through and we, we toiled and we were thinking about hiring and then we thought, no, and th- th- there wasn't, there was something missing, right? It didn't, you didn't one, feel it. I didn't feel it, right. That's exactly it. We said thanks, but no thanks. And we just had to send that rejection letter. I sent the rejection letter. And, and by the way, she did send a thank you after the interview oh. and then followed up because I said, I'll, I'll get back to you by the end of today. And it was three days later. And I said, uh, you know, I apologize for, for the delay. And I sent her the, the rejection letter. And I figured because that's where things just usually crash and burn and they, they don't hear from them again. I was shocked to see that she, with, with genuine gratitude and appreciation and a well wish for our future, responded to thanks for considering me. She responded to the rejection letter. Wow. 
And I'm like, no fucking way. I've never seen, maybe three times in my total wow. career did I see somebody reply to the rejection letter. And one of those, re- those replies were, were toxic. Ooh. But you don't know what you're missing out. And blah, blah. I'm like, no, yeah, I- that's not the way to do it. Yeah, you definitely validated our decision. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> uh, but no, this became the subject all of a sudden in the conference room. I shared, I literally read her letter, her, her response to the rejection letter out loud. And everybody was like, holy shit. And so now, believe it or not, Michelle, I was talking in the room. And you know how my team and I are like <laughs> almost one unit, right? We, right. we share one brain. I said, you know, wouldn't it be interesting? And Jasmine interrupts me and she says, if we hired her because of her response to the rejection letter. And I'm like, exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a great story to tell? Great story. Yeah. I think that might be the direction that we're going to go. She gets it. Right. It was it was almost like the whole <laughs> the end of the Willy Wonka. You know, Charlie Bucket puts the <laughs> gobstopper on the desk and he's all. You figured it out. Yes. You know, wouldn't this be a really weird way to hire people? Like you send out a rejection letter and see how they respond to it? Yes. It, Such a... Totally. Yes. This has so much to do with the homework. Oh, good. Well, and I've, I've got to ask the question then. First impressions. Are they not equaling the final impression? And if not, I think it's time to fix that. I love Michelle, it. there goes the homework bell. Okay, I absolutely love this idea of recalibration and basically flushing out so many of those old ways of thinking and coming up with these new ones. How about that? What about the hiring facility? What if you did send out a rejection letter, even though they were totally qualified and you wanted them, just to see how they responded to that? Think about a a candidate leaving thinking, I nailed that. I had a great rapport with them. I'm hired and only to get this rejection letter. How did that make you feel? What do you do next? Such a little tweak in in the psyche. And so it's easy. Just listen. That's it. Just coming up with new ways of doing your own business and businesses in quotes. The way you react, the way you respond, the way you take in life. And if you struggle with creative ways of doing things differently, listen to the elders, listen to past interviews, read history books. And there's a little asterisk right here. If you need help, listen to interviews with people like Elon Musk with their new regenerated ways of thinking. It's time for that. Absolutely. And the focus being open yourself to other possibilities. Again, I've I've said it a million times. The reason why people do things is oftentimes unclear to them because they're just being lemmings. Well, it's because I've always done this or because the guy next to me is doing it. And I I, I made it clear to my kids. I'm, I'm the type of person that will walk into the crosswalk on the red, but I see that I have plenty of time to, to get across the whole group of people that are standing on, on the sidewalk will fucking follow me. Yes. It's uncanny. Yes. They don't even look up to see if the light's green. They're like, this guy's going, and they just go. And I, I was so conscious of that that I, I stopped doing it because I, got, I gave myself enough time to get across the street. They didn't know that. And then all of a sudden they're getting honked at, and it's like, oh, I guess the light wasn't green. And you know what's funny? They look up, and they're like blaming me. And I'm like, oh, God, you guys. You guys need to, to break away and change your, your modality of thinking and challenging yourself. That's why I'm saying stop focusing so much on the first impression. 
focused on the final impression. Love that. What a great way to end that. So rich on so many different levels. So give our listeners something to remember us by on their final impression, (laughs) Michelle. Very good. Get out there and fly that kite. Yaw, Koki. 